This is the Manifest Your Greatness podcast, episode number 89. Hi friends, I'm Curtis J. Washington. And look, the purpose of this podcast is simple. We are constantly being bombarded with messages like, we could be happy if only we had a particular thing, or we could be successful if only we made X amount of dollars, or we could be at peace if only so-and-so loved me. These messages are not only disempowering, but also they are simply not true. This is because it's not about where you are and where you want to be. It's about who you are right now and who you wish to become. Once you know what the ideal you looks like, then you will automatically start becoming aware of what steps you can take right now to move in the right direction. And the goal of this podcast is to help you look within and discover all the love, all the beauty, and all of the unlimited potential that you already possess and for you to set it free for you and for the world to see. Welcome to the Manifest Your Greatness podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining this episode of the Manifest Your Greatness podcast where we explore practical and actionable steps that we can use to help manifest the greatness that we already possess deep inside. And today we have a special guest. Her name is Dr. Irene Kopp, and she is the founder and CEO of the Success Shift Institute. And because of her own catastrophic burnout and near-fatal experience, Dr. Irene developed an innovative protocol to heal against all odds, and she now uses that with clients all over the world to help them bounce back from setbacks and live their most successful lives. She's been called the Brene Brown of burnout, the problem solver, and the last resort doc by clients who've been ecstatic at their transformation. And her comprehensive background and expertise spans both Eastern and Western medicine as a medical doctor and doctor of chiropractic. And this also includes extensive training in acupuncture, neuroplasticity, elite performance psychology, leadership, stress management, neurophysiological meditation, and resilience. Dr. Irene has helped over 200,000 people feel and live better through her tools. And last and certainly not least, She's also the host of the internationally acclaimed podcast, The Stress to Success Shift. Dr. Irene, welcome to the Manifest Your Greatness podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Curtis. Well, I know that you've been extremely busy over the last few weeks. You have been co-hosting recently the Transcend Your Trauma Summit. So I would love to hear a little bit about that. Also, you know, to hear about what other things you're going to be making available for people to help them as well with future summits and future programs I know that you're working on. But what was the Transcend Your Trauma Summit exactly and, and how, was, how was that structured? And is it too late for people to still learn from all of the wonderful workshops and events that took place during that summit? You just like asked me like the golden question because that really was a passion project for me, has been, because it's still going. The Transcend Your Trauma Summit, the full name is Transcend Your Trauma to Harness Your Power Summit. 
is, and, and I wanted to say superpower because I'm a real geek, I admit it. And, but it's really about reclaiming your life, reclaiming your health, reclaiming your power. And that also means your physical energy. So the tra this trauma summit was different than most or any other trauma summit that I am aware of because most of the other summits out there focus on PTSD, the so-called big T traumas mm -hmm. and emotional healing. Whereas I would say the top takeaways from this summit that we helped our guests, our audience to uncover is number one, the true trauma load that someone is carrying. And by that, I mean that, again, most people, when they think trauma, they think of big T trauma, like a soldier, you know, going off to war, abuse, or assault, right? Big T, right? Whereas there are even, sounds strange to say, even potentially greater and more dangerous forms of trauma that go hidden and unrecognized in everybody. Basically, if you have a breath or have drawn a breath, there's trauma. Mm. And not just because you drew that breath. It's because of these three layers. So when you look at personal traumas that you may not have even recognized as trauma, whether it's because they were dismissed, you know, like all that programming, suck it up, take it like a man, you know, man up, uh, be strong and silent, be right. All of those sayings that we have, or even just that it was unrecognized. Like I didn't realize until I started working with other clients and their trauma that I reflected back and went, oh, if that was a trauma for them, then it's a trauma for me. So I did not recognize that I had an abusive childhood, mm -hmm. even though my father had PTSD at a time when it wasn't recognized. And it was from a being a soldier in the Congo at a time where it, you know, it wasn't even supposed to be wartime. It was the UN peacekeeping. And so he came back from there broken. And the answer from the government was suck it up, take it like a man. And by the way, this is confidential and you're not allowed to talk to anyone about it. Mm -hmm. So he did what any good soldier would do. He self-medicated with alcohol to stop the nightmares and unfortunately took it out on his family. Right. I did not recognize that because it was just the way things were. Yeah. Right. That was just dad. You know, so there are so many times, and I've seen this play out time and time again, where my clients won't recognize that they've actually suffered a trauma, right? And I could go on and on. And so just suffice it to say, there are many different levels of trauma that you personally have experienced and just not even recognize that they're trauma. Or maybe your unconscious mind has done such a brilliant job of protecting you that it tamped them down. Mm -hmm. 
tamp those memories down just to keep you alive. Mm -hmm. Right. And it helped you survive in that moment, whatever that moment was, you don't remember like it doesn't help you now because just like an infection that's underneath the skin that you don't see, right? Say an abscess here. I'm geeking out about medical, right? If you don't open it up and open it to the air of day so that it, you can heal it and clean it, right? It's just going to fester and it's going to go deeper, right? So that's what happens when you don't deal with these unrecognized unresolved traumas one of my good friends has a saying if you don't deal with your story your story will deal with you and then there's intergenerational trauma right which is where your parents your grandparents whoever raised you had a significant role in raising you right they have programmed you with their trauma responses yeah right and that could be trauma responses with what they say can also be what they model for you, right? If you see a fear reaction, especially from your same sex parent, because that's who we tend to role model the most, right? Then you're going to have that fear reaction. You can literally see it in children that by the age of five, they'll start standing like that parent. And if their parent sticks their head out like that, the kid will stick their head out like that. It's just a fact. We, as children, we soak it all in, right? When we're in that theta brainwave state, right? We're just, you know, that auto-hypnotic state where we're just like soaking it in and how we learn so quickly, right? That's what that's all apart. And it goes even beyond that to what I've coined is epigenetic trauma epigenetic trauma and that is where without even being in contact with them your parents or whoever raised you when you your parent your grandparent anytime someone has trauma it literally modifies the expression of your dna this is one of those big dangers and deep dangers about unresolved trauma is that it modifies the expression of your dna and it, the fancy term is upregulates, turns on disease-causing genes. So if you happen to have whatever the bracket of one or two gene for breast cancer or this other gene for autoimmune disorders, right, or turns those on, it turns on inflammatory-causing genes, inflammation-causing genes. It turns off, it down-regulates your health genes, your healthy genes, your anti-inflammatory genes, your, your healthy immune system genes. And so that means that in your personal, it's setting you up for chronic disease, disability, and early death. Mm -hmm. And if it happened to your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, they've gone back like three to seven generations with this, that all of those modifications to their DNA gets passed down and passed down so that you are accumulating the trauma load literally 
of all of your ancestors. So they have proven this with descendants of the Holocaust survivors. They've proven this with African-American slave descendants. They've proven this with the Dutch, you know, survivors of what was called the Dutch famine during the Second World War. They've even proven it with the American Civil War, the POWs, the prisoners of war that came home from the Civil War, and they looked at the children born after they came home and the children that were born before they went off to war. And there was a greater mortality rate in the children born after than the ones born before. Even though they still had to deal with perhaps a father with PTSD. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is why there's like so many hidden traumas. So that was the first takeaway from it that I really truly want people if there's nothing else that you take away from that summit it's that and then number two as i mentioned it's connecting the dots between that unrecognized unresolved trauma and your physical health right that literally it is one of the greatest causes and contributors to our greatest killers worldwide greatest causes of mortality, biggest causes, we won't call them great, and the biggest causes of chronic disease, autoimmune disorders, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, um, chronic pain, chronic fatigue syndrome, can't, did I say cancer? <laughs> In other words, it's like you look at all of these and it's like, oh, and so we had almost 50 experts, world-class experts who in their own field would show the connection between trauma and breast cancer, for instance. One of our, our breast cancer specialists, our cancer specialist, cited the statistics, for instance, that 30% of women who are diagnosed with breast cancer have a history of trauma that's known trauma. Right. That's that big T, right? Where that's where a healthcare provider goes, Do you have a history of trauma? As they go through all their questions, right? So that you have to recognize it to answer 30%. So you know that's underreported based on what I just said. Then if you if they are diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, that known trauma history goes up to 80%. Um. blows my mind because again that's the known trauma that's not even looking at that whole trauma load that i just discussed right and found that time and time again every time i brought on an autoimmune expert whether it was multiple sclerosis hashimoto's hypothyroid uh, graves hyperthyroid for instance they all stated that the incidence of trauma was between 70 and 100% hmm. of in the background of somebody. And, and usually it's a trauma that triggers the autoimmune disorder to start in the first place. Cardiovascular disease, 
had a client. Actually, I've had a few clients. One actually just yesterday even described how an episode of deep sadness and sorrow, like grief, like literally caused what was called broken heart syndrome. We think that it's emotional. It literally causes what's called a cardiomyopathy. It hurts the heart wall. And it's like, you can actually see it when, you know, because literally she had to go to the hospital and they were like, oh my goodness, like, this is what you have. And they actually told her, you have broken heart syndrome, mm-hmm. right? So weight gain, if you can't lose weight to save your lives, look at this. If you've done everything else, right? Look at this. So over and over again, our experts showed the connection between trauma and chronic disease. And then we had experts who talked about relationships. We even dedicated a whole day to how trauma impacts your success, whether it's as an entrepreneur or you want to be a leader, right? Your overall success. And because guaranteed, if you're carrying this as one client called it, she felt like she was wearing cement, like uh, work boots, and she was walking through cement in Mm. that, you know, every step she took just kept getting heavier and heavier as more clay or concrete get put, you know, clay on, caked on. And that's what we do, right? We purpose-driven high achievers who are entrepreneurs or leaders or right however that looks for you right what do we do we push through we keep going we keep soldiering on and on and we're hurting ourselves and the reality is we're not going to achieve the success the greatness i love how you talk about manifesting your greatness you cannot manifest your greatness when you're carrying this massive load. The beauty is when you start to heal this trauma, it frees up that energy. And I will talk spiritual energy as well, right? Our energy energy, but also our physical energy so that your body can actually do what it's meant to do, which is heal. And bonus When you start shifting out of trauma mode, which is survival mode, you then shift into, I love the word shift, into not only healing mode, but success mode. Because when you're in survival mode, your prefrontal cortex is wiped offline. So you cannot think straight. You cannot think logically. You can't come up with creative solutions. You don't make good decisions. Not a good time to try to make good decisions. And you can't galvanize yourself into the actions that you need to take, those strategies that you need to implement to get the results that you want to see, right? Literally, you're like a hamster on a wheel, just going around and around and around and around. Or you're just like, running around like a chicken with its head cut off. That is a real thing. I am a farmer. Done it. And, or you're like sitting like on the couch, like a couch potato, like binge watching like Netflix because you just, I know I should be doing something. I just can't make myself laugh. 
Mm. Right. That is what survival mode is. And you literally, it's neurophysiologically impossible to be in survival mode, trauma mode, and healing, success, creative thinking mode at the same time. They're two different sides of the nervous system. And when you're in survival mode, that's your sympathetic nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is your healing, rest and digest mode, you might have heard, right? That's your creative success mode as well, is shut off. And then when you turn that on, your survival mode is shut off, right? So that you're not, which is important, right? There's a genius to that, right? So that we're not like you know, going with our, our foot on the gas, trying to go as fast as you can, and you've got your foot on the brake at the same time, right? So that is why it's so important for that, that we recognize that you cannot be in survival mode and success mode at the same time. And... The final point was that once you start healing that, not only are you healing your success, you're healing your physical health, your relationships, it becomes, you become invincible. You truly become invincible. And we're not expecting life to become a utopia, right? We think we want that. Really, you don't. I know you live in Hawaii and it's beautiful there but if you don't have some kind of life curveballs right that is one of the our primary ways that we grow and manifest our greatness right we don't just like all of a sudden become great we need that mental gym that emotional gym that energetic spiritual gym to grow our mental endurance strength flexibility and balance and that goes for the spiritual and the energetic as well that is how we grow into that highest potential so what does invincible mean it means becoming resilient beyond what the typical term is resilient in physics terms just means literally that you start here you have a setback you bounce back to where you were before this is where you have the setback Sure, you get that smack down, but then you skyrocket your results. In other words, you use that trauma. You use it to catapult you even higher. So rather than running away from the trauma and wishing it never happened and hoping that it never happens in the future, you're like, bring it on, baby. You embrace it. You embrace the change. You embrace the uncertainty because you know that it's going to make you better, stronger, live longer. Like, right, that is what we are all here for and why I was so happy that you asked me to be on this podcast because that is, I firmly believe, our responsibility here, right? The reason we come into this life is mm -hmm. that we're all given our unique set of gifts, talents, genius, you know, and our own innate potential greatness. And it is up to us to grow into that. A baby understands that, right? A baby isn't content to forever and ever, like just lie on its back and cool and have somebody else like feed it and change its diaper and take care of its every needs. Number one, humanity would die out. 
not on that, but a baby knows because that innate genius knows I'm meant for more. I'm meant for more. I'm meant for more. So what does it do? It rolls over. And when it got, it's got that figured out, it pushes it out to sitting. And then it starts crawling. And then, you know, let's try that walking thing. Let's try that walking thing. What do they do? Take one step. Oops, fall down. What do they do? They get back. They course correct. Okay, let's, that didn't work. Let's try this. And they're just determined because they see the freedom that everybody has around them that they want. And they fall down and they get up and they fall back down until finally they got that all figured out until they're able to walk. Right? Same thing with talking. They don't wait until they can speak perfectly. Right? They muck it up. They, they, they mess up words. They get them wrong. People laugh. They think it's cute. Right? And then somewhere along the way, by mostly well-meaning, broken people who are raising us, we're taught that we have to achieve to be worthy, that we have to go it alone and be strong, and that if we have to ask for help, that we're weak, that we're a failure, that we're a failure, we try something and we don't get it. We become so afraid that at most we might try once or twice and then we give up. Or maybe we don't even try because if we don't try, we can't fail. Imagine if a baby did that. Well, you know, I guess you don't, just can't seem to get the hang of this walking thing. I've fallen a couple times. I'm just going to crawl for the rest of my life. Right. Right. So we need to go back to the genius of the baby so that we can continue that journey into our potential greatness that is our birthright. And then the extension of that is how can then you use that greatness, that superpower to contribute back to humanity, to the universe, to the one. And again, I'm a geek when it comes to quantum physics and we are all one, right? So I also believe that is our responsibility to contribute and to give back based on that greatness. So not only are we hurting ourselves, by not growing into our greatness, we're hurting the universe. So that is why I am so passionate about healing the trauma. I'm truly passionate about helping the world live, you know, and enjoy 360 degree success, like success in their health and wellness in their relationships, yes, in their career, which also to me means value contribution because it doesn't end when you retire or if you're not working for a wage, for your wealth, for your personal life. What does that 10 out of 10 look like for you? What is your legacy? Living into that legacy that you were destined for, right? And as much as I love to talk about that, 
And that is my overarching vision and why I created the Success Shift Institute. Until you deal with your story, your story will continue dealing with you. So. Yeah. yeah, so many things. There's just so much there. I wish we had hours and hours and hours to talk. What? But there, I just want to mention how, first of all, what you're saying, I think it was very beautifully put. And you explain this in a way that everyone, it should resonate with everyone out there. We are complex beings. There's so much going on. And the more that we understand what is holding us back versus what could be pushing us forward, the better we're able to not only become better versions of ourselves, but like you said, to have a much more impactful gift for society and for the world and for the universe. And like you were saying before about this generational trauma, right? If we take a step back and just look at how people, they start to approach the challenges that they're having. Like if someone wants to become uh, more fit, they may go to the gym, they may go do cardio. And then they realize, well, you know, I could probably do even better if I was eating well and if I was getting enough sleep. And then they start to look at the stressors in their lives. And then, you know, so we go back and back and back. And like you were saying about your ability, your prefrontal cortex, that ability to be able to think and to make creative choices and decisions. If we are not tapping into our full potential, we're never gaining full access to that faculty, right? So it, it just seems like the more we learn through, through Eastern philosophy, through Western medicine, through you know, introspection, through really kind of paying attention to you know, all of the uh, experiences, I think there's been a lot of ignorance going on in terms of dismissing traditions, you know, what our elders have said. You know, people just think, uh, I think in a lot of cases that, like you said, we can just, you know, we're young, we're strong, we can just, we'll push through it because things are different now, you know? And, and like you said, yes, we may be in a, a different society in terms of technology and all these other things, but these things run through. And oftentimes it seems like by not even understanding where some of our blocks are coming from, we're really all selling ourselves short, right? Because we really are not, we think we're tapping into our potential, but we really haven't even scratched the surface. But a lot of people really are probably struggling with the idea of, well, okay, I've thought about what I've been through as a child and I don't see anything there. And I feel like the decisions I'm making, I'm you know, I'm making with sound mind and I, I feel like I have my best interests out there. But if that were the case, then we wouldn't be having so many people who are self-sabotaging their own efforts, right? I mean, this is coming from somewhere and people oftentimes don't investigate or don't have even the, the awareness to think that maybe that's being caused by something a little bit deeper and they just aren't aware of it. So they'll try to figure out other ways to kind of push through it. So for people who are really out there, like you said, if you're trying to you know, manifest your greatness, you're only gonna get so far if you don't address the trauma first. And I think one of the challenges many people go through is 
they don't even realize they've been through trauma, right? Or they may think they've been through something, but like you said, the right approach is to push through it or to press it down and to, to you know, just try to ignore it and act as if it didn't happen. And we all know there that's you're not getting your full potential because you're using so much of your life force, right, to suppress what is trying to get out and express itself so that it can be processed and ultimately transcended. And I was wondering if maybe you had um, any advice for people who think that they don't have any trauma or think that they can get through it on their own by kind of suppressing it and keeping it in a corner somewhere in their mind and hoping that it will go away and sort itself out under the assumption that it's not going to affect my performance, is not going to affect how bright my light can shine for everyone else to see and how much I can bring to the world in terms of my potential and my gift. So what would your advice be for these people who are struggling with that? Great question. So, you know, what's that phrase? There's like an ad, so many blah, 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 can't be wrong. I interviewed almost 50 world-class experts and they all said the same thing that trauma causes disease trauma hurts your success trauma hurts your relationships and it wasn't even just me who said this I'm the one who's delineated out those three levels of trauma and there were other experts on that summit who said that your trauma goes way beyond what you recognize. So pretending that it's not there is only hurting you, not acknowledging. And I get it. There is a stigma around trauma, right? A shame even to admit to having had trauma. And one of the reasons why I'm passionate about highlighting the physical connection with trauma, number one, to help people live longer. This is a first time in generations that our life expectancy is plummeting. And it's because Trauma is also physical trauma, as in illness. So do we know of an illness that's been like traveling the world? Right. So whether it was the emotional trauma of the fear of becoming sick or loved ones becoming sick or becoming sick yourself, that is a trauma, right? So we are now in a new pandemic. I'm going to take that back. We were already in a pandemic way before the sea bug, right? And that pandemic is literally, when you look at the stats, as I said, that it's behind one of the biggest contributors to the top causes of mortality worldwide. And you add up those numbers, kills way more people than the sea bug did. And I think even killed more people 
than like the great plagues of the, you know, like anything. So in other words, this is the worst pandemic yet. And it's only going to ramp up because we're just now starting to see the impact of the trauma, the unresolved trauma from the sea bug. So five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road, that load of chronic disease is just going to like exponentially increase, right? And so you can wait and someday we should like open a time machine and go back and listen to this podcast and go, oh, geez, oh, she was right. Or you can do something about it now. The other thing that I'm going to say, and you mentioned when you introduced me, thank you very much, was that I used to be like that person you described where I would push through. I thought I was on top of the world. I thought I was a moving and a shaking. I thought I was superwoman. I was a doctor, a single mom with two young kids. So I had my busy practice. I was on the board of the PTA. I was on this board. I single-handedly ran a massive festival in Toronto, Ontario, Canada with just me and the help of my office manager. Literally hundreds of thousands of people came to this each year, right? And so in other words, I was doing it all. I didn't have burnout. I didn't have mental or emotional like symptoms. I thought I was going great. I was like driving this high performance sports car. I had my pedal to the metal. I'm like going as fast and as far as I could. I thought I was putting good stuff in the tank. I was like a doctor, right? I was eating right. I was exercising. I was a neurophysiological meditation instructor. I meditated. I did yoga. I got as much sleep as a single mom with two young kids could. And I crashed and burned. Literally. I developed a physical condition because of adrenal exhaustion. Driving in Northern Canada with my two young sons in the car, four and six years old at the time, I lost consciousness while driving. The road curved and I drove straight at full speed into a massive three-story rock face, almost killing my young sons and myself. I broke 10 bones. My six-year-old developed PTSD from what he witnessed because there were adults throwing up at the scene from what they witnessed. And my four-year-old son developed a catastrophic, developed suddenly, had a catastrophic brain injury and had to be airlifted for emergency life-saving surgery. To this day, he's still missing the 20% of his brain. I was told he would never walk again, talk again, or pass high school. Fast forward 20 years because I refuse to believe that, which is why I have a whole slew of qualifications because I was going up against conventional medicine. Mainstream medicine did not believe my son could do anything more than be in a wheelchair, special needs. So I was out on that raw, ragged edge all by myself. And I took it on. And today, I might get clumped when I say this, proud mama moment. He not only walks and talks, he just graduated as an engineer from one of the best universities in the world. So... <laughs> We're still missing 20% of his brain. There is how you manifest greatness, right? There's the potential. 
if my son can do that, missing 20% of his brain, what can we do with intact brains? But back to your question, back to your question. As I was lying flat in that hospital room with 10 broken bones, and it happened to be on SARS quarantine, so nobody could come see me. So I had a lot of time to think. And I'm crying, bawling my eyes out, wondering why me? Why did this happen to me? I was doing everything right. Why did this happen to me? That was when I realized that there were these hidden factors at play that unbeknownst to me, it's like somebody had like snipped right through my fuel line so that all that great fuel wasn't getting to where it needed to go to the engine. So you can ignore the trauma. There are other factors too that when you take my courses or work with us in the Institute, like unconscious you know, factors, hidden factors that you don't know about that we help you retrain your brain for. And trauma is that biggest load. That's when I realized that all this time I thought that I was on top of the world, superwoman, invincible. I was carrying kryptonite on my back the whole time. Right? And it's not just me. It's not just me. You could say now everyone the world over, unless you're in some remote jungle, village, whatever, and haven't been impacted by the goings on of the last century, right, is in the same boat. And that is why I'm so passionate about this. So that is what I say to your audience if they feel that this is something they can just ignore. Please, for your sake, for your family's sake, break the cycle. And there's no shame, there's no stigma. It's just, it's the need to retrain your brain, re rewire your nervous system, heal your nervous system, your physiology, so that you can go out and then truly be Superman and Superwoman. I really truly believe that we all have that ability. You just have to get rid of your kryptonite. That's so beautifully said and I couldn't agree more. And I, I thank you so much for allowing yourself to be vulnerable and to share that with everyone. And I sincerely hope that what you're saying and what we've discussed today will be the catalyst for so many people to really start that introspection and to really start to not, like you said, judge themselves, to take away that stigma, to just let themselves just observe and open themselves up to what potentially could be there and to not feel like they have to be alone, you know, because they don't, they, to, to get to seek out that support. And, you know, I really do hope that this gets that process of healing going for so many people out there who truly need it. So thank you again, Dr. Irene, for joining the Manifest Your Greatness podcast today. And where is the best place for our audience to follow all of the wonderful work that you're doing? Mm, thank you again for having me. So I'm on 
every social media platform. And as I have the Success Shift podcast as well, which I just interviewed you for. So go listen to Curtis's episode on, on my podcast. And so that's the Success Shift podcast. And uh, my website is successshiftinstitute.com. Wonderful. We'll be sure to um, include all that information in the summary for today's podcast. And Dr. Irene, thank you again for taking time to uh, join us on the Manifest Your Greatness podcast today. And I certainly hope we can do this again because I think there's so much more we could explore together. So thank you so much for today. And I look forward to doing this hopefully again. Thanks so much, Curtis. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Manifest Your Greatness podcast. If you liked what we've explored on this episode, then you'll love the Manifest Your Greatness coaching program. The Manifest Your Greatness coaching program is uniquely tailored to help support you on your journey to become the absolute best version of yourself. So if you are committed to taking the steps required to significantly and permanently level up in any area of your life, visit manifestyourgreatness.com forward slash contact. Again, that's manifestyourgreatness.com forward slash contact and schedule your free consultation call today. Talk soon.